back in throwback Thursday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Got a guest here today. Uh, you know him from the radio show we do every single day together. Alex Becker. How are you, Alex? Doing excellent. How are you, Danny? I'm good, man. Uh, had a good radio show today. Thought it was, you know, uh, good. Had a little break. Come back in here and do the Broncos Blitz podcast. Gear it up for the Raiders. Um, as you know, the Broncos Blitz podcast is presented by Maverick Sports. The Maverick Sports app is wicked awesome to use, easy to navigate, feel comfortable on there. I feel comfortable betting my money on there. And um, I, 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 lo- I love those guys, actually, because, um, like I said, I feel, I feel lucky on the Maverick Sports app. Um, luckier than I do at other spots. And that's just kind of part of it. You got to get lucky to win games. And I'm a parlay builder. They got everything I want, and they're matching your initial deposit up to three hundred dollars. Uh, you, um, these guys are these guys are great. I suggest you give them a chance. Lots of options and choices out there, so you know, take it from me. You can trust me, guys. Um, these guys are great. Um, okay, Alex. So it's Thursday. We will do another podcast tomorrow, and then we will we'll uh, enjoy the football weekend. Uh, it's all about the Raiders now. Um, hearing stuff out of uh, Vegas or from the Raiders. They know how desperate and dire this game is for them. We mentioned it yeah, yesterday. There's been 16 teams in the history of uh, the National Football League. That's Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, that have come back down on four to, you know, with an own four record to make the playoffs, it doesn't happen. Uh, once every couple few years, does it happen? And usually, it's maybe a team that had some injuries or something. It's not going to happen for this team. Right? It will never happen for this team. So, um, you're going to get their best shot. I don't really agree with like this is a Super Bowl for them. It's not a Super Bowl for them, but it's like so desperate of a game that um, you know you're going to get their best stuff. And then we talked about the NFL law of averages. The NFL law of averages um, has the Cowboys. Um, finding a way to beat the 2-0 and Giants, who, you know, shouldn't have been 3-0. and And you're thinking, well, they got, you know, Cooper Rush and all that kind of stuff pointing to the Giants. Well, and the Cowboys find a way to win that game. So those NFL law of averages that we've been talking about, I don't want them to catch up with the with the Broncos here uh, because the Raiders, are they 0-4 bad? Probably not. But the thing is, do you know the Broncos 3-1 and kind of good? That yeah. is good. We'll take that. I we think the Broncos that. are three and one kind of good. So are the Broncos three and one kind of good more than the Bron- than the Raiders should be zero oh and four kind of bad? I don't know. It's like you know, it's just these are just words you say on podcasts. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just that's the kind of stuff that again I'm thinking about because the inside of the game, the X's and O's. I mean, the Broncos defense is elite. Uh, they don't allow any yards through the air, and they're, I think, six best um, giving up uh, yards per game on the ground. Um, they give up chunks of yards, like 4.4 per carry. So Josh Jacobs, all about Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt. I mean, I'm telling you, it's all about Josh Jacobs. That's what he will be featured. If he gets the ball 25 to 30 times, the Raiders think they'll win the game. Okay? He's done well against the Broncos in the past, too. He's had a great history against the Broncos. I think he's kind of the X factor for those guys on that end because I think Devontae Adams isn't special anymore, whether it's because of the age or because we don't have Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. He's not the same kind of player, and I don't think he's any better than Cortland Sutton now, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton's a hot piece right now, and he's going to get the ball. He's going to do great things. Um, X factor, Jerry Judy, again. You know, again, Jerry Judy, the X Factor, for one, because K.J. Hamler ain't ready. There's no tight end. And after that, there's no other, like, receiving option. That's it. There's it. That's it. Yeah. 
That's it. So uh, that's kind of pressure, to be honest with you, because if Jerry Judy doesn't have a a great game here, not just a good game, if he goes for four catches and 45 yards, that ain't it. That ain't going to be enough. He's going to take the same kind of heat. And, again, he's a second option. Um, Now, um, when defenses are trying to do everything to shut down Cortland Sutton, fifth best in the NFL in in rush in uh, receiving yards, um, that either kind of, you know, depending on how you look on it, helps or hurts Jerry Judy because then next on the defense you worry about stopping Jerry Judy because you don't have to worry about their tight ends. You can beat their tight ends in that matchup. So that puts some more pressure on Jerry Judy or there's going to be some opportunities to be wide open, slippery, uh, yard after catch, all that kind of stuff. So, um, again, on the Broncos end, it's all about Jerry Judy. And when it comes to this game being a difference maker and maybe not just winning the game. Say he has a poop game. They can win the game because they we now we know they can win games 11 to 10 and um, just low-scoring affairs that they just survive. They can win that game. But if we're going to have this Broncos offense break out like everybody's waiting for and kind of open it up, well, then that must mean that Jerry Judy had a heck of a day, right? He's got to have a big hand in that. Uh, absolutely. He's got to step up. The wide receiver depth is just not quite there. Um, will they go out and seek out, you know, maybe an Odell Beckham, something like that? Yeah. Because um, they need more depth. K.J. Hamler just hasn't hasn't done anything. He doesn't he doesn't catch any passes. You know, he might play and run around, but he's I not a factor. I just don't think he's there yet. You know, and again, like, you know, he was supposed to be the poor man's Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I don't think so, man. He has been... Um, other than all the hype that was built up by Teddy Bridgewater on KJ Hamler last year, remember that he moved his locker over by him and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. He goes and gets himself her Hamler. And, you know, sometimes, to be honest with you, knock on wood, I hope it's not the case, that elite, excellent speed and the shiftiness and the ability to cut on a dime, that kind of stuff, is what made him really, really special. If that's not there, then he's just a guy. He's almost useless at that size. He's not going to, you know, break totally. any tackles. He he's not a mismatch at if all. If you're not slippery, if you're not explosive, if you can't get open, then you know, I'm, you know, you're, you're, you know, I don't say you're good for nothing. And I will say this: I've been the only guy I, I, that I've heard say this. Cortland Sutton wasn't right all of last year. He had some games. He looked good. He was a total pro. He, pro bowl, uh, like a, um, he was total pro, a total pro. Yeah, you know, but not I mean, a pro bowler. But this year now you see is the second year. Now he's fully recovered. And That's now very he's, true. And now he's, you know, all the way back. So K.J. Hamler won't be all the way back until next year. And if you can get anything out of him this season, maybe down the stretch of the season, that would be bonus, you know, type of stuff. And I'm, I'm now considering Odell Beckham Jr., man, because. You got to. I just think they have nothing to lose. I think another team will be, He's you know, he's coming off. So much success. He wants a commitment. He wants to come back this year, get paid for the rest of this year, maybe have two more years with two of that guaranteed. He's looking for like, you know, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14 million per, you know, maybe even more. He thinks might still think he's, you know, a, a number one or a oh, I'm sure one B receiver. Yeah. So if he want to come just kind of jump on board and hear a win, and I, I'd hear that. Cole Beasley would have been a good fit here. This sounds ridiculous Reception and almost monster? crazy. Yeah. This might sound as psychotic as the guy is himself. Himself, the take here, I'd maybe call on Antonio Brown. 
Oh. Because you're just giving him the ball about five or six times a game. Easy, easy little catches. He's a he knows how to get open. He um, catches everything. But you know he's kind of a big time performer to be he's honest big with you. Time. So it won't last forever. But we're not. This isn't a forever situation. This is for the rest of the year. So and I, of all the there's very very few guys, Alex. So I think you can come in off the street. There's you know if you're good enough, you're on a team. Yeah. Unless you're whacked out of your brain. Okay, like, like Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. So Antonio Brown could come back, and I think he'd be the only guy on planet Earth who could just jump into any offense and, like, in a week or two have success. Oh, seamlessly. He's a really smart football player, too, so as far as I, I totally. offenses. Again, he might be a bit of a loose cannon, emotional dude, and, you know, I don't know if he's got all his ducks in order mentally, but he's a heck of a football player. He's so one, good. Do you know he's one of the ten greatest receivers of all time? Uh, Numbers-wise, he's right there. He just is. Six years in a row with 100-plus receptions. You know, he got the Super Bowl, put over the top. You know, the twilight kind of coming back with Tampa Bay stuff adds to his um, – it adds to his legend and legacy a little bit because he came in there and was a huge, huge difference maker for them. So, um, yeah. yeah. Odell or Antonio Brown, those are two huge names. Who would you rather? You can have one for the rest of the year. I would have Antonio Brown. Um, Whoa! Yeah, I think so too because the injury right now coming off of uh, Odell. Just, I think he'd be good for yet, a short amount of time before it's wild he. To hear it. Yeah, before they <laughs> he self sabotages himself and disrupts the locker room and yeah. is, becomes a distraction. Exactly what the Broncos don't want. But I think him and Russ would be able to work together for a short amount of time before he kind of blows his top like he did in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Okay, uh, shout-out to Total Beverage. Total Beverage is a partner in this podcast. Uh, we love them. Those guys are great. Um, I pound those beers, man. I'm a pounding them. I'm just getting totally wasted. That's not true. I drink, like, the Claw, the High Noon. I, uh, I sip, and I have my pinky out when I do it as well um, for a little style. Uh, we make a margarita on occasion. Uh, I grab some beers for the baseball dad, some Modellos. That's what they like. Um, and my wife kind of likes these Cutwater White Russians. I mean, like, they're, like, 14%. You have one, and you're, like... Whoa, let's party, you know, let's rock this thing out. Um, but all those um, drinks um, of choice and whatever yours is, they have it at Total Beverage at their two monster locations that you drive by often, that you know where they're at. And if they're 10 or 15 minutes a little bit further away from you, it's definitely worth making that drive rather than going to like your corner lick. Don't go to that corner lick where you're like, your, you know, $15 um, 12 pack is 21 or even 18 because, man, it's just that kind of stuff adds up. Alex, I'm giving you a, a hypothetical $50 in store credit to Total Beverage. And if you play your cards right, you'll get $50 in real money, okay? Just play your cards just right. But okay. what are you doing with 50 bucks there? Uh, I would buy at least maybe a 20-pack of my favorite beer. Okay. Um, you know, some some 90 shilling there. Okay. That'd be, that'd be some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a, a nice little bottle of wine, not not too yes. expensive, just uh, just to have it there. Yeah. And then, oh, man, I'd probably just buy a um, liquor, little liquor bottle. A little couple of liquor bottles. And, you know, I, there's even enough for a cigar. There's oh, enough left okay. over you got for a cigar. There we go. That's a perfect, so that sounds perfect like a purchase. nice little or sweet order. Okay, so um, Total Beverage, man, uh, totalbev.com. Go check them out if you just want some drink recipes. But go definitely check out their specials, and you can stock up and um, you know, really feel good about, you know, when you're making buys like that, you want to feel good about it. So the value's there always, every single day. Uh, the quality, the people there are great. Uh, Total Beverage, go check those guys out. I love them. Uh, okay. Russ, yesterday at the podium. Ah, Got asked about Eli Manning's crack on him. Yes, he did. During the Manning cast of Monday Night Football's game where Eli said, well, maybe they should have gave that uh, 
235 million to the punter instead of Russell. Oh, 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 oh okay, Mr. You got him, Eli. Okay, Mr. Eli, funny guy. Um, he was asked about it. Not an easy question to get up there and ask uh, Russ about, but like a total pro, he's not standoffish, no, um, no smirk, no, I got to think about it, no anger at the question itself for the guy who asked it. He snaps back, man, quick, quick, quick. Prepared as always in a total pro, and he goes, um, Chad Powers? Come on, Chad Powers, he said, you know, because Eli dressed up as, uh, put the fake nose on in the hair, um, went to uh, Penn State's uh, a walk-on tryout to make the football team as Chad Powers. Chad, as Chad Powers. Powers, and, you know, threw the ball around and, you know, played a joke on some of those coaches, man. And uh, so Russ said, uh, come on, Chad Powers. Talking about Chad Powers? And yeah, he said, he'll kind of laugh for a second. Did some of the media guys laugh too? And he says, Yeah, you know, Chad Powers, I'm 3 and 0 against Chad Powers. <laughs> oh, zinger. Ooh, yeah, totally. It was good. I mean, it's sweet, right? You know, beat Eli's ass three times, take that for data, right? That was good. Sometimes he's corny. Sometimes it's just like, I don't know if I can get behind this. But that one was like, Oh, that's a good comeback, Russ. That was a beautiful comeback. Totally hit him right in the chops there with that. And he said, Listen, I think it's part of the game. It's just those Mannings having fun, those guys having fun, and everything else. I have a lot of respect for Peyton and Eli, and those guys have always looked up to those guys, so I'm not stressed about it. Um, it was funny, man. It, it was funny. And it I'm was sure just right. And I'm it's sure like, they've spoke. That's where it was. You know, that was the best Russell I've seen. You know, because he he was funny. He was acknowledged the shot kind of taken at him. Uh huh. And. Um, I don't know. It makes you kind of real when you, you know, can take a shot back at somebody instead of always talking about your teammates literally verbatim up and down the roster, your old teammates, every guy you ever played with, all that kind of stuff. Those shout-outs are kind of unique and cool, and they're great. You know, I mean, like Russ, for one, I mean, I'll tell you, national media and national NFL fan right now thinks Russell's washed. I think so. That's the consensus, yeah. Okay. So he's got a ton of haters right now, and I'm okay with that, to be honest with you, because um, I don't believe it to be true. This has been three weeks of football, and in the end, he's given us exactly what we wanted, wins. Yep. And wins. Delivered when it mattered most. So... I just think that uh, I'm, I ain't on board for it. You know, he's 33 years old, and I think, I think Russell Wilson's best football of his life is yet to come. Okay, it's coming still. I think the best football of Russell Wilson's life, the biggest, most successful seasons individually and statistically, and if the individual and the statistical big stats come, that'd probably equate to wins, a lot of wins. Absolutely. So, if you know, again, if, you, if you're thinking – um, you can qualify it any way you want because I think the big stats and the big numbers will bring big success. But I really honestly believe we have not seen the best football that Russell Wilson has in, in him as a professional. And that won't be this year. Um, that'll be next year and the year after. Mm -hmm. Polish, all the big yards, MVP candidate, uh, all of it. And guys who work so hard and are so positive like Russ, I just think they're more likely to have all that kind of success when some guys might try to, as you get older, realize my body can't kind of do stuff. So maybe I don't work as hard anymore. Maybe I try to cut corners. 
maybe I try to save myself or, you know, and so to speak in a lot of ways. Um, Russell's doing everything that science, that like modern science, his body technology will allow to keep him productive and healthy. Um, whether it be, you know, um, do you know what too? And I've said this and I mean this. The reason that Tom Brady, or one of the reasons Tom Brady's 45 years old or 44 years old and winning Super Bowls mm-hmm. and looks 35 and not 45 is because his wife is a supermodel. Okay? And what I mean by that is, you've heard me say this, I think. His wife's a supermodel, like one of the most successful, beautiful women ever, like in the history of mankind. And supermodels, one thing they do, man, they're they age gracefully, timeless, beautiful. Not all of them. Because once you start getting the work done, you start to look, you know, they're not the same. But the Cindy Crawfords, the Claudia Schiffords, the L. McPhersons, these are timeless old, like what supermodels used to be, you know? Not Victoria's Secret Angels. I mean, like swimsuit edition, you know, true bona fide supermodels. Right. You know, supermodel work. Okay, so here's what I'm saying. Whatever they do, whatever uh, fountain of youth that they go dip in, you know, in Brazil where Giselle's from, or whatever products they use or people they know or have enough money to get the stuff to be able to keep your face looking so young and fresh, whatever it is, all of it, they, Giselle's instilled that and helped give that to Tom, okay? And that has helped extend Tom's career to being the most successful athlete of all time probably because of the success he had instantly and then 20 years later and yeah. you know it's there's never been another athlete like tom brady ever in the history of mankind other than like gordy howe who was like 50 years old playing in the nhl kind of stuff you know and i would have to go back and look if he was winning championships at the end or if he was just playing you know what i mean yeah he was scoring goals and stuff he scored like you know, right. 30 40 goals like well as old man kind of stuff but uh what i'm saying is what i'm hoping whatever sierra's on or takes to, you know, she's about 40 now. 30 she doesn't something. age either. No, she's beautiful. Yeah. She's, you know, she's, she looks young. She's, you know, kind of acts, tries to act still act kind of young. You know, you got to be at the borderline there. Can't be too kind of sexy when you get the boobs out and all that and you got kids and all that. kind of like a mom now. Yeah. Because you don't get the moms who used to like you back now who are moms now, you know, who used to like you one two-step mm-hmm. to turn on you because you're trying to act like you're too young. Right. But also you don't want the two young girls to be like, who's this old lady? So Sierra's kind of like right in the middle. But I'll tell you, I hope that whatever, the, you know, she's kind of done to um, Russ is doing. And I believe it to totally completely be true. And I think that Russ is going to be successful until he's about 37 or 38 years old. And then at that point, like Peyton, like Breeze, like Favre, like the beginning of Rodgers maybe now, then it starts to come apart. But he's 33 right now, 34, 35, 36, 37. Give me four Peyton years with Russ. That would be solid. Give me four Peyton years with Russ. There are a lot of parallels between him and Tom Brady. And and Peyton. And Peyton. You know, and again, these are guys who he's a historian. He's studying very hard. Every crack and crevice. He's not afraid to talk to, have talked to Peyton Manning and maybe even Tom Brady. Maybe Tom Brady's a peer and, you know, Manning might be more of like a coach ally, you know, former player. Mm -hmm. But if you don't think that Russ is in there asking all the questions, you know, he ain't afraid. There's no shame in his game when it comes because he knows it's all about winning championships. So if you can go go take anything away from those guys, you know, he worked with Peyton. They were together three or four times, you know, film study, probably over at the crib, the whole thing, maybe at Dove Valley for a day or two um russ so besides all that kind of stuff the hard work the true hard work whether you don't want to see him do it on social you know or not 
the hard work is true. The hard work is true. So even if you're going to tell me the argument, the kickback would be, well, maybe his body's just kind of aging out now. And that's just part of it. Well, maybe that is true, but his arm's still strong. And he will have to change into a different kind of quarterback, just like Elway did. And you use the legs and that big, thick ass to throw the ball down the field and keep strong in the pocket and kind of maneuver, not necessarily to take off and run to the sidelines there on third and eight anymore, you know, type of stuff. So um, it makes you change. Uh, You have to conform. Your game has to kind of change and conform. But the older you get, the smarter and wiser you get, too. And um, I would just say all that hard work, all that dedication, stuff that he does – I'm a, even if you don't believe in God or Tim Tebow or whatever, you can believe in like the football gods and like karma chameleons, you know, karma, karma. So like you can believe in karma a little bit. So karma would tell me that Russ, I think will deserve it. He'll deserve that gift from the football gods of the the extra longevity because for one, he's going to work so hard to, you know, keep his body young and fresh. Um, and you know, it's, there's some, something that, you know, there's guys who, I don't know if Matt Stafford's working as hard as he used to, maybe. And he might work just as hard as Russell Wilson. I don't know that. But maybe Russell, maybe the Joe Flacco's. Joe Flacco's like 34, 35. He's not, he's not, you know, Matt Ryan. You guys aren't 37, 38. They're in the mid-30s. But maybe those guys aren't working as hard anymore, you know, kind of stuff. And they started the part of the deterioration. They're good enough to stick around and play in the league. But as a backup, is Joe Flacco working as hard as a backup as he was as the starting quarterback of the Ravens for the last 10 years? I'd probably say not. not. I'd say probably not. So, you know, um, and I don't know that to be true. This is hypothetical. For one, we do five podcasts a week, and I need content. So, well, I'm just joking. I, I would never lie to you guys. I love you guys. I'm being serious about that. I'm just kind of trying to stick up for Russ when he's taking more heat than he ever has. And what it's going to take is I can't stick up for Russ forever. Russ is going to have to deliver against the Raiders and maybe for a couple weeks in a row and get himself back in the conversation of, well, look, he's got five touchdown passes in the past two games kind of stuff and get him back up there just simply – amongst the league leaders in some of these categories can't be at the bottom because when you look at the bottom people are going to think you're a bottom kind of guy yeah okay right yeah yeah i think if he starts going off this week in the next couple of weeks everybody's just going to be like well i told you it was going to take some time you know it, it took him a few weeks to work things in 10 years one offense one team it's going to take a little bit of time you're playing with all new guys with the new coaching staff um i think they're just working through some kinks right now working through a little bit of kinks I and do too. They do need to get the tight ends involved, though. That is one thing they need to get going because they're pretty much non-existent. I know. Even if they're not athletic enough to just go be Darren Wallers, you got to find some matchup situations, take advantage, or just boom, easy seven yards down the field, easy eight yards down the field, um, down the seam, 12, 15 yards, just stand there, big goof. You know, uh, Alberto, let's make, you know, can you do anything other than just catch a ball? Um, and, you know, Tomlinson, man, it's like, shoot. Man, if they'd have caught that, he caught that little ball on the sideline there for that touchdown. There's a couple of things that they just would have happened a little bit different, man. Everybody would be feeling different. Yes. So um, Russ has to go out there and deliver. There's nothing else you know Broncos country could do or say for this guy other than just kind of continue to have his back until it kind of clicks. I don't think it's all on him. Obviously, we went and hired a new coach to help us, uh, the head coach, literally in, in the off the street. And he was up working his ass off trying to win a game for us days later and, and did help us win that game, helped Coach Hack and the Broncos win that game. So shout out to Rose. Uh, Jerry Roseberg. Jerry Roseberg, yeah. So, um, you know, it's the, the drama of the season, the twists, the turns. It's everything you'd ever want. The NFL is the best soap opera that there could ever be because, man, the, the storylines are endless. We got tonight Tua and Burrow 
three and zero Chargers. I'm sorry, three and zero Dolphins against uh, one and two Bengals. I say the Bengals probably win that game tonight. They have to cover three and a half points. I don't know if they do. They do that. I'd probably go to MaverickSports.com and try to do a little alternate spread on that. Uh, try to put a parlay together to turn some, uh, you know, turn this night into a profitable night. Uh, Alex, appreciate you doing the podcast with me, and I appreciate all the hard work you do during the radio show every day. Where can you find the radio show? Uh, you can find the radio show lots of different ways to find it. Spreaker, uh, milehighsports.com. Uh, click on the the podcast, the radio on demand tab. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Got a live video stream going there. Yep, just watch um, us at milehighsports.com. Like you said, boom, right there on the homepage. You'll see the Twitch screen. Just watch the radio show. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think it's pretty cool. And then also on our app, too, check out the Mile High Sports app. So lots of different ways to watch the yeah. Smile High Morning Show. All right, man. Appreciate you, uh, Alex. Uh, any listeners out there, Maverick Sports, go check them out. Take advantage of that $300 match. Um, not everyone's doing that kind of stuff a- a- anymore. And um, I suggest you just go take advantage, even if you got a match 50 bucks. Not everyone's got 300 but if you're a player uh, and you're you know a small player, then just take advantage of these opportunities Why you have them. Um, shout out Total Beverage as well. Great partners in this podcast. And you know what I want to mention? Uh, Platte River Mortgage. Oh. Sean Sedita um, has been a partner in what we do here at Mile High Sports for, I mean, pushing a decade. He's been around for a couple of decades. He's your local guy when there's uh, mortgage guys everywhere all over, you know, but not only all over town, but like out of state. So the guys are like you see on the commercials, they're not even in town. They're, how are they going to help you go get a house here in Wheat Ridge, in Arvada, in Highlands Ranch when you know, they're not even hands-on? They don't really know this market here. Sean Sedita, well, you call him, he doesn't want anything from you. He doesn't want to uh, fill out some paperwork. He doesn't want to run your credit. None of that stuff. He wants to uh, have a very simple conversation with you and then go from there. Um, I mean, totally tell him that we mentioned you or we mentioned him and you heard it here on the, uh, on the podcast. But Platteware Mortgage is a total, you know, a great guy. Sean Sedita is a, a world-class act. So that's it. That's the whole podcast. Alex, man, we'll put the whole thing together, make it sound good, make us look good. Um, we'll be back tomorrow for a Football Friday edition of this podcast. A couple new guests. Um, that's it, guys. Uh, be safe out there. Go Broncos. Thursday Night Football should be a good one tonight. Alex, appreciate you. Appreciate you.